Hello, everybody, and welcome to this very special full house, might I add, uh, episode of The Jerick Show. Today, we are gazing into our crystal balls and looking into the future. What does the future hold? All this and more coming up on this week's Jerick Show. Welcome to The Jerick Show, featuring your hosts, Javad Malik and Eric Crone. Timely topics poorly presented. And alongside me, as always, someone that has a great deal of experience in gazing into balls, Mr. Eric Crone. How are you doing, sir? <laughs> this is how we're going to do this today, huh? I, I see how we're going to do this. This is we're uh, looking to the future. We're looking to the future. Okay. Yes. Um, yeah. You know, we, every year we kind of come up with our predictions and this year is no different. Um, although we do have this, uh, this pandemic thing kind of running over us and, and, you know, most of the time our predictions between me and you, you and I's predictions are, are pretty, pretty noticeable, right? Like I think one of mine was the, the Russians will continue to be at it. Right. I right? think like, you were like, bang on the money, bang on the money whoa. for that one. Right. Mind right. Blown. But the, the good news is we actually have some people on the show this week that are that are much smarter than either you or I, I think. And uh, they have some real predictions to speak about, I think. Yes, yes, yes. Who who do you think is, is waiting in the green room first? Who shall we bring on first to share their wisdom, their knowledge? You know, and, I'd uh, have to say that uh, the GQ guy who's, what, five hours, six hours, something like that ahead of us now, it's probably his nighttime. He'd probably like to get this done with and get to bed. Um, you know, we only paid him for 25 minutes, so right, whatever it takes. Right. Uh, it's it's expensive. It's uh, Mr. Yellowranga from uh, the Netherlands. <laughs> yes, the clock is ticking, just so you know. Yeah, I don't do overtime. <laughs> He's like an attorney. He, he he runs billable hours, billable minutes the whole time we're on. Yeah, we yeah. can do chit-chat, but that's very expensive. But no. <laughs> <laughs> it's great to have you on the show, Yellow. I mean, we've... Gosh, you've you've been with the team for a couple of years now. You're doing fantastic things over there in in uh, the Netherlands. Uh, I got to say, every time we're on with you, uh, talking with you, things like that, it, it just reminds me of how brilliant our team really is. And you are no exception. The things that you do with the executive suites and and just the strategic thinking that you do always just amazes me, honestly. So now that we've built you up a little bit, um, you know, we're going to we're going to go into some other things. Javad, bef before he starts showering us with his wisdom, is there anything you would like to say as well? So Yella is not only uh, uh, an incredibly, obviously, young and good looking person, a member of the team. He speaks more languages than I know, even know how to pronounce. <laughs> and it's although Yella's based in the Netherlands, he covers a massive territory. Uh, across Europe and uh, even the Middle East, so he um, does has have a a ton of real global experience and speaks to people from around the world on a regular basis. Unlike you, Eric, he he knows there is a world outside of the U.S. He does have a passport that has got stamps on it from other countries. So um, so with that, I, I suppose over to Yellow. Looking forward, um, you know, is there anything that you predict coming down the pipeline? I do. And it, it was kind of tough to pick a good prediction this year um, because we've all been locked up at home and, and that really makes our world a little smaller. So, yes, I have a lot of stamps in my passport, but not from last year, unfortunately. Uh, but what I predict is with the technology advances that we now see in AI, 
I predict that the next layer of attack will be where we include traditional or they include traditional phishing attacks and traditional social engineering attacks and include deep fakes in it. We'll see the mm. first real life deep fake attacks next year. Um, it's just too easy. It, look, the technology is there. You can download it yourself. Everybody can do it. You just need a powerful computer nowadays. That's it. A bit of time. So it's it's just too enticing for cyber criminals not to use it, not to leverage it. That's right. So, so you mean attacks like this? It's raining. <laughs> I'm not going to play any more in case we get a copyright <laughs> takedown notice. <laughs> Yeah, like that, that one. That would be scary. <laughs> yeah, it's, it can be very scary, can't it? Whoa. <laughs> uh, you know, deep fakes, it, it's something that I've messed around with for the last couple of years. Um, and it's what's amazed me about it is, you know, it, it's been out there, like you said, but it, it hasn't been ready for prime time yet. But I, I'm with you. I think that's changing. Uh, they've really been working hard on this stuff. And not only the video stuff, but the real-time voice fakers, um, you know, things like that that are going to be great for, let's say, business email compromise, like wire transfer frauds. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I think it, I think it, you're right. We're going to see that. Yeah, and, and since the FBI in March of, of this year already announced that there's going to be like the next form of BEC is BIC, business identity compromise which is basically BEC on steroids, where they, they combine a traditional business email compromise attack with deepfakes, deepfakes in audio or in video form. And um, it's just a matter of time. I'm, 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 I'm fairly certain next year we'll see this type of attack pop up. And it's going to be very interesting to see how we, we are going to uh, actually defend against it. That's going to be hard to do. Um, so, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm we're even worried to a certain degree. Ooh, yeah, there's, been a, there's been a couple of um, things where they've actually come out and said, oh, this was a deep fake attack, but um, nobody's ever been able to prove that on those, right? It's all kind of speculation. Somebody doesn't want to get in trouble for the fact that uh, maybe they just transferred out, you know, a whole lot of money going, no, no, really, it was the CEO's voice. It must be a deep fake. Uh, but I think you're right. I think the real stuff is coming. I do think so, too. And a lot of people still don't know about deep fakes at all. So it's definitely an opportunity for all of us to enlighten the audience and to to make sure that people are trained to recognize because you can still recognize most deep fakes if they're not done properly. So there, there's hope. But those things are getting nasty. They are. They are. I think I think there's there's two. And there's the first element for now, they are recognizable if you know what to look out for. I think they will get better like the deep fake technology and at that time i think it also becomes equally important for organizations to look at their processes so if yeah. you if you know you shouldn't be able to authorize a massive million pound transfer just for someone phoning you up even if it is a ceo so I, but I there's there's good things about deep fakes too guys because finally we can look good during our webinars right <laughs> we can use it positively we can so, definitely it says yes, GQ yes. over here. Look like Tom Cruise doing a webinar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tom Cruise is going to be using your face for a deep fake yellow. Come on, man. It's no, 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 no. <laughs> Don't think so. <laughs> awesome. Well, guys, awesome. In any case, thank you very much thanks. for that. So, uh, that, thanks for joining us and enlightening us with your wisdom. So, we won't that, make that, that wasn't awkward. awkward at all. 
That wasn't awkward. <laughs> was not an awkward. Okay, <laughs> let's bring on. Speaking of awkward, let's bring on the most awkward man in cybersecurity today. <laughs> the man who isn't afraid of sharing his opinion, no matter how wrong he might be. The man who, who actually, I, I am probably the most uh, honored to call a colleague. I've learned so much from him in uh, the, the, the short time that we've worked together. And, you know, it's like, despite everything Eric told me about you before I joined, he's completely wrong. You are a fantastic gentleman, a scholar. Um, you know, all I'm going to say is I live a half a mile from Eric, and he's never come to my house, never told me his address. Um, you know, so that, that that's what can be said about that relationship. <laughs> yeah. And, and Eric actually bragged to me he lives not too far from Carol Baskins, and he normally sees her when he's out for a walk. So, <laughs> That, that's not that's not totally untrue actually we're about five miles from from her place there <laughs> just saying so roger you're pretty close too man we're, we're not too far from that but uh, you know i blame it on covid it's been covid it's been uh you know it, it's been those sorts of things i think we're going over next week though we're going to raid your house next week i think you've you've got that long-term kitchen rebuild uh that you're finally wrapping up and i just i didn't want to see it part way through i didn't want it to to cloud my judgment for the end product. Yeah, we so just celebrated the anniversary of the kitchen renovation. So my prediction is uh, that my the prediction I'm going to share with you all today is my my personal kitchen reno is not going to be done this year but, uh, <laughs> or the next year. But <laughs> yeah, it's, it's only been a year so far. Um, and how long was that slated to take? Uh, they were contractually obligated to finish it in seven weeks. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, but predictions are famously hard to make, right? Like literally, I would say, and I've been doing predictions for like 25 years. And if you nail one or two in a year, you've done a really good job. They're so they're so tough to get right. So I just my prediction is going to be that hacking and malware will continue next year. I wanted to be right for once. <laughs> That's well, less of a, a, a prediction and more of like a an, an ongoing trend. <laughs> so yeah. it's, it, it's a bit like saying people will continue to breathe oxygen. <laughs> now, do you yeah. expect it to change? Do you expect it to be like different tactics or you think they're just going to do more of the same? Yeah, I mean, it, it really, if you look at it, the best indicator of future behavior is past behavior. And it's not, nothing radical. It's evolution. And with that, what I think is going to happen is that the ransomware gangs as bad as they are i think they had kind of the height of great ransomware was this year where they're stealing the most doing the most but now because they cause so much pain you actually have governments and politicians and groups coming together and you know bitcoin you know being avenues being shut down exchanges being pressured you know they're telling the u.s government for example is telling different exchanges that if you uh, launder uh, this ransomware money, we're not going to allow you to do the other billions of legal money that you do. So they're putting these constraints there. There seems to be a slowdown, but I think that's going to also cause the ransomware groups to then branch out. And I think we're already seeing it where they're branching out and doing just strict denial of service attacks, doing uh, act like we, we have uh, some used to be that the ransomware guys would buy login names and passwords from what's called access brokers. Now the ransomware guys are becoming the access brokers mm, uh, and yeah. we're seeing them do different things, more cryptocurrency mining. So they'll break into a company, do cryptocurrency mining before they set off other things. So I think, I think the writing's kind of on the wall is that they're starting to realize, Hey, we've got this access 
And the last, the least we can do is do ransomware or even exfiltration data. We can do anything. So my future prediction is that they're going to start to maximize the revenue streams. And when they break in, they're going to start to go, okay, how can I abuse this potential victim? What can I do? And let me do this thing and this thing and this thing and this thing, and then do the ransomware, right? So, and I think they're going to sell the information, uh, you know, that they're going to steal medical information and sell that to unscrupulous companies that want that information. They're going to, you know, they, they right now they'll say, hey, if you don't pay us, we're going to take these credentials we've stolen and give them to other people. And they don't. I think they are going to just start selling them, right? They're going to be like the spam houses and access brokers. They're going to do denial of service attacks. They're going to do crypto mining. They're going to individually attack different people. Like imagine that the, the treasure trove of money you have, if you can attack the C-level executives individually before you then take down the company. So I could attack the CEO at home and go, hey, I still money from his stock accounts, from his bank accounts. I could go by just infiltrating and stealing money from all these C-level people then attack the company. They wouldn't know that they were related, maybe. So that's what my prediction is, that they're going to look at every victim as a, you know, what can I take out of this cow? And how can I do it yeah. in such a way that I don't stop the larger, like I'm going to build my revenue stream, that they're literally going to become these optimization engines of, okay, we've got this thing. How can we extract the most value instead of this one-time deal? That's interesting. Right. You know, we, we've seen some stuff already with like uh, uh, when Samsung got hit not too long ago, I think uh, it was post QBot infection. So we're seeing some of this stuff work together already in some of those ways. They, mm -hmm. they said that they think, okay, so they got hit with QBot. They didn't get everything out. QBot sold access to some sort of a broker that then turned around and, and got in. But I've also heard some rumors that um, the, yeah, like you said, the ransomware gangs are actually acting the other way around where instead of using them now they're letting uh these other botnets and things like that take over some of the the networks that they're into so that's a that's a very interesting one and one we're going to want to keep an eye on because it seems like every time we start to get ahead just a little bit um the the whack-a-mole thing happens right so so it gets up a little bit they come back and they counter with something that blows our mind like what happened with maze and data exfiltration, right? With the, the ransomware went nuclear thing. We got much better at backups and they said, yeah, let's change that up a little bit. And here we are fighting through this one now. Yeah. I'd just like to give a shout out to uh, Roger's written 13 books so far. The joke is that in between like things when he's bored in one afternoon, Roger will write a book. He, his most latest one is a ransomware protection playbook. Uh, they, that that's a, a, a really relevant uh, recent good. There's cryptography apocalypse, which, if you're into some quantum cryptography, and if you if you are a nerd, then by all means read that. <laughs> that's, that's pretty that's pretty appropriate though. Yeah. yeah. My, my favorite book is a data driven yeah. computer defense. That is uh, an absolute fantastic book, and I, uh, it's something I recommend everyone but the, the hacking multi-factor authentication also one of his recent ones but i, I won't uh, turn this into a promotional session for for roger all i'm saying is uh roger really knows this stuff so uh he, he's written uh, many good books i would encourage you to go to your favorite bookstore and uh pick up some and uh if, if you mention the jerick show then uh roger will fly to your house and he will personally autograph the book for you <laughs> That's guaranteed. <laughs> Thank you for that. Uh, checks in the mail. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, let me just say again, I think...
Okay. Uh, uh, we <laughs> ran out of time with Roger. So, yeah, he doesn't realize he's still talking away in the green room. But uh, that's how we roll here on the Jarrett it, Show. We, it's we, nice we, that it wasn't me for once. I know. We don't <laughs> hang around for, for not, no one. And next up is, oh, Anna Collard from all the way from South Africa. Uh, <laughs> Cyber, Cyber 2021 Woman of the Year award winner, I believe. Yeah. Uh, um, if, yeah. If I got that you. one right. I hope you can see me all right. I'm, I'm sorry. I have to do this from the car. Um, we can see you just fine. Yeah. Okay, that's all good. I can't believe that you just did that to Roger. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing <laughs> is off limits here at the Jarek Show. We will blame it on a technical fault. Um, you know, it goes along with our uh, poorly presented part of things. Yeah. No, we won't. It, look, when you're doing live TV... <laughs> Everything's got to be done to to a time limit. We we unfortunately have to stick to that. So uh, before you spend any longer feeling sorry for Roger, um, <laughs> jump into it. So, yeah. so what, what what was your prediction this year, Anna? What what is the key thing that you think is going to happen in twenty twenty two? Well, I mean, I definitely agree with everything that that Roger and, and Yella have said. Um, from an African point of view, I mean, obviously, you know, being there at the tip of it, we are quite concerned because, um, yes, it's true that uh, the the sort of, you know, developed nations fighting back, um, America, the UK, but we don't have those kind of resources here. Um, and <clears throat> that means that we expect, or I mean, unfortunately it's a bit of a negative, but we do expect to see more attacks against emerging economies. That includes South Africa, where we have quite a high cyber dependency <clears throat> in, in multiple sectors. And um, unfortunately that means probably more public sector attacks. We've just recently done a survey across um, South African organizations and how prepared they are for the extortion crime or I mean, it's not actually ransomware right i mean as roger said it's it's all sorts of extortion whether that's ddos attacks or stealing um credentials information um and unfortunately the financial services industry is sort of you know they're like 70 percent um prepared which is okay ish i guess but then the public sector which includes government and education only 30% of them admitted that they're prepared for this kind of threat. Mm. Um, also, wow. they admitted that out of the, the organizations in South Africa that have paid ransomware before, 4% um, of them, by the way, uh, that were hit have paid. Um, and, um, you know, I, it's just like a, from a business case point of view, I mean, if I was a, <laughs> a criminal, you know, it's a better return than any direct marketing business is 4% hit rate. So we are worried um, from an African point of view that you'll see more sort of focus on, which so far hasn't really happened. Like they go where the money is. So obviously, most of the attacks have, are happening in, in the US. And I think... Um, I think France, Germany, Canada are sort of the most attacked countries because that's where you have to find the, the strongest economies. But with them, as you said, or as Roger said, sort of stepping up their game, preparing, going after them um, as sort of nation state enemies, we'll see them shifting their attention towards us. The other problem that we see from a misinformation that goes with what Yella mentioned, um, the use of deep fake technology from a just from a societal point of view and sort of political unrest, it's something to be very concerned about. Again, in South Africa, where we have a lot of sort of misinformation happening already. Now, if we consider that a lot of the people here use WhatsApp as a communication tool, 
or Telegram, etc. And all these political parties meet each other on Zoom or Microsoft Teams and they secret conversations. It's quite easy for them to be leaked and then be sent out without context via WhatsApp. Uh, people just forward the stuff. Now imagine if you bring in some deepfake technology that, you know, incites racism and other sorts of really bad vibes. Yeah. Um, that's something we are very concerned about and unfortunately sort of um, nah, prediction is such a stupid word, but something that we are worried about um, yeah. coming down the line. <laughs> that's quite, quite, quite scary. I, I think when, when, Oftentimes when we work in security, you, you just think about the data and you think about numbers and you don't often think about the impact it has on real people and real lives. And uh, I think when you frame things like that, it, it should give everyone a time to pause and uh, think about the yeah. actual impact that these things have. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. Did you say a 4% payout rate for ransomware? You know, I'll be honest, compared to some of the stuff I've been seeing lately, that's actually pretty pretty good um, that you're not paying out that much. Uh, one of the recent groups that I saw over here, they had already, they had uh, out 73 million in demands and had received 44 million in payments already of that 73 million in demands. I mean, that's a huge percentage that we're paying out. I mean, I think it depends on the group and the gang and what they're focusing on and and what data and information they have. But even so, as a, as a business owner, um, that's, it, it, it's a very daunting thing when you get hit with ransomware. Like I've seen uh, a lot of smaller businesses here. There was a um, a yacht dealership here in Tampa that I know some people at. They got hit and they were kind of like, what do we do? You know, a lot of these folks end up having to pay out because they're just not prepared for that sort of thing. Uh, and so, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting times with that. But I thought I actually thought that was pretty good that you only 4% payout. Um, I kind of wish we had that more around here. <laughs> I think, Eric, it's probably the data. You know, we just did a survey and then maybe some people consider mm. ransomware attack if they receive a phishing email and block it. So I think uh, yeah, it always yeah. depends on yeah. how you sort of, you know, define it. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. always with these kind of stats, um, have to yeah. be taken with a pinch of salt. <laughs> no, I, th I think you're right. It's, it's having that context matters a lot as, and how people define it and whether it's successful or not and whether it was just a... A data level, no exfiltration took place and it was just encrypted so they could recover yeah. from backups and what have you. I also think, like speaking of context, Eric's example of like, I know some friends and we they're all down a yacht club and they got hacked, I think tells you everything you need to know about Eric and, and the circles he travels in. So I, I am you know, not part of that. I, I do not have a yacht. I just happen to know someone that works yeah, in yeah. sales there, okay? <laughs> Jeez, man. Um, the other thing I just wanted to say, the reason why I'm in the car is because I'm actually having um, a meetup with some of my old security engineering friends. And one of them actually now works for Palo Alto in the States and flew in this morning. Um, they're all having beers already. Um, <laughs> and oh. <on> street, <laughs> that's where I am. And um, like we were chatting before I came on and um, something that was interesting, we also just launched a survey yesterday on if we had to hire junior skills, you know, um, what are the skills you're looking for? And one of the guys that I'm, you know, that uh, like there was on the on the table, they ordered the survey, and he said, you know, unfortunately he's a manager now, he doesn't have enough time. But if he could, he would definitely go into the cloud sphere, you know, and um, I don't know, AWS, Azure, etc. And when I looked at the data that we received so far, and it's about 50 response, respondents um, so far, and cloud security is by far the number one skill that's needed. 
um, so that I find really interesting. Uh, so that you know, a that that talks to obviously cloud is the thing. I mean, not that it's not a new thing, but <laughs> it definitely is a um, a movement. It doesn't matter which which industries, but there's a massive sh a skill shortage in that area, and and companies need skills. So if you're young um, and you're sort of wondering, um, or not just if you're young, I mean, if you have the time to <laughs> do a career yeah. change, um, you know, do a, I don't know, security, AWS architect or whatever other certification is out there, because that's definitely where you are most wanted. Very awesome. good. Very good. Thank you. So are you going to head off now and, and get some beers? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> we won't hold you on for too long then. So now uh, on to our final, last but not least, uh, a man who isn't a cloud expert, but his head is often in the clouds. It's Mr. James McGuigan. Ah, <laughs> oh, he's still trying to figure out what this ransomware thing is. I see. Well, you know what he's doing. He, he's trying to get Roger to sign this now. That's that's what he's trying to do. He's trying to pretend like it's good. You know, it took me like six months to get Roger to sign a book for me. Uh, and I sat in the same queue, but like the same office as him. I don't know. I don't know what you're up to, pal, but I hope it works better for you than me. Well, he's signed every one of my books so far. And because of the pandemic, I haven't had a chance to get down to see him. So he will be signing this one for me next week, hopefully. So my heart's broken. Jeez. Okay. All right. Well, James, you need friend no of the show. So I'm glad yeah. you saved the worst for last or the least for last, <laughs> right? You know, I, I figured that's the, the method. You brought on all the great folks that took all the good predictions. And what do I get left with? I'll tell the you what real... I get left with. <laughs> yeah, tell us. Tell us. Go ahead. Um, uh, essentially, you know, we look, we've heard about ransomware. We've heard about deep fakes, social engineering. We've heard again, from ransomware. Now we're just, uh, from Anna there, we're hearing about, you know, secure uh, cloud. Everybody's moving into the cloud and we need more security people. Well, that's kind of where the top skill is. You know, it's interesting. I kind of wrote an article uh, at the beginning of November when we were all starting our predictions and the predictions season kicked off. And uh, one of the interesting things I found was what we're predicting for next year is exactly what we predicted 10 years ago. And so it kind of, you know, it, it leads me to believe that when it comes to predictions, either we're predicting the same things because stuff isn't changing. We're still running into the same issues. Now, granted, I'll give you ransomware. It wasn't, we weren't dealing with it on the level that we were 10 years ago. But with regards to cloud security, we were still dealing with organizations getting hit in cloud uh, with cloud systems. We were still having social engineering phishing attacks. We were, you know, industrial control systems were constantly being uh, attacked and targeted and, and cyber criminals trying to get in because all I got to do is say Stuxnet, right? And there we go. But 10 years later, we're still fighting the same battles. And so what kind of, I, I'm always curious about what kind of progress we're making with that one. Uh, with regards to all these different attacks, is it? A, I have a feeling this is a generational fix. This isn't something we're going to be able to fix. We're constantly putting band aids and we're constantly working to try and get things improved. But year after year, we're still making the same predictions and we're just not making it. Doesn't seem that we're making a lot of headway. So, um, uh, I just want to let you know that the the role of Javad Malik is being played by me right now because I'm playing the cynic with regards to all of this when it comes to predictions. Yeah, what uh, a depressing prediction thing that you're putting out there. I mean, so here's my thing about predictions: I hate them. 
I can't stand predictions, but I get it. I get it. It's good for us to be able to talk so we can keep bringing it all up. But it's like, what are we, where are we going? What are we getting all of these fixed? Is, is it a slow fix and it'll happen over time? Or, you know, is it something that we're actually going to be able to, you know, put something out of its misery in the next year? So I'm going to have to to kind of disagree with you a little bit on this because I think no, we are fixing things. I think we are fixing things, but then it escalates. Like I mentioned before, it's like, like a whack-a-mole. I mean, if you look back at where we were uh, 2017, right? Ransomware was top of the game back then. I mean, it, like as far as the number of strains that came out and different things, we saw WannaCry hit, you know. Um, WannaCry, I think the top, uh, the top ransom for WannaCry was like 600 bucks for a machine, right? That's how much things have changed just in the last few years. Right now we've yeah. gotten better. We improved on how we did backups and the game changed. Then again, we're always going to be playing with new ways to commit crime. And this goes in, in, in regular crime as well as cyber crime as well, right? Like the beat cops have been fighting people beating up each other since the 1920s and thirties. And yet they're still be, they're still doing it these days. That doesn't mean that we haven't progressed in, in how we deal with that. It just means that it's going to be an ongoing thing. You know, robbing banks back then was very different than robbing banks now. Sometimes. Um, if you, so, if we do hear stories about bank robberies and you do hear them, but the the level of improvements and the culture in those environments has changed. Uh, I mean, I know I remember when I worked in the bank many, 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 many years ago, uh, working as a bank teller. You know, they train you so that you know if the if the bag if the robber says don't put in the die pack, don't put in the die pack. It's only money. You know, your life isn't worth losing over a die pack. But if you can put the die pack in there, so they run you through that training. <laughs> and and that's what we need to start having more within the, in the organizations is getting more of that training and increasing that security culture within all the organizations, not just, you know, in the IT in you know, and making everybody do the, the 30 minute or an hour long uh, training. It's got to be a shift in culture and it's got to change with everybody because everybody's got, well, not everybody, but a lot of people have those bad habits. That's why yeah. we're still seeing folks hitting those, uh, falling for those social engineering attacks. We've got to get that out there and get people to change those bad habits and shift. It's kind of like, you know, New Year's Eve comes around every year and we're constantly making new uh, resolutions. I'm going to exercise. I'm going to eat better. And, um, you know, I'm not going to go out as much. And, you know, by January 16th, you're at the nightclub eating McDonald's and, you know, drinking a six pack. So. Hey, yeah, yeah. You're calling out Eric really badly here. He's, he's, he's getting seen. So... <laughs> Hey, March is the best year of the month to buy like fitness equipment used. It I'm is. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> that's his business on the side. He flips them. He buys them in March and sells them in November, December time. And that's <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Kind of like um, your weight bench. That's I don't see it in the frame anymore. Javad. Was the laundry hanging off of it getting in the way that the, the shot no, the tree's covering it now. Yeah. Thank you, James. Uh, stick around. So one <laughs> thing that we have in the um, prediction, before we, we move on to uh, ours, Eric, and then we'll we'll bring bring everyone back for, for a bit. And uh, there is what I call the predictions dilemma. And it goes a bit like this. See, predictions, uh, you can, if you play it too safe, the level of interest is low. And if you try to go too crazy, it goes a bit too crazy. So you have this chart where along the y-axis you have level of interest and then the uniqueness of viewpoint along the x-axis. 
And so level of interest goes from say what all the way to boring. <laughs> uh, and then the uniqueness is like, first off, you're just extrapolating current trends. Uh, and on the far end, it's more outrageous than Lady Gaga wearing a dress made of meat to the MTV Music Awards, if you remember when that happened. And this is kind of like what the chart goes up. So, so it starts boring, it's in the bottom left and it sort of goes up and then it tapers. And then, you know, you sort of like start losing people again uh, when, when you go too far. So the prediction needs to hit a certain sweet spot. It needs to be somewhere in between. You had my curiosity, but now you have my attention and you did it. You crazy person, you did it. <laughs> So I think if you hit it somewhere in between that, the uh, unique viewpoint with a certain level of interest, uh, that is what makes a good prediction. So having said that and setting you up for failure, what's your prediction, Eric? <laughs> well, I, I had a couple of them. I think the, the one I'm going to choose to talk about right now, because I, I did it on on song themes this year, actually. They, it was It's the end of the world as we know it, but I feel fine. We're not going to take it anymore, right? Go back to the 80s here and yeah. hack me and I'll hack you back. Uh, the hacking back one is the one that I think we're going to see more of. And, and to me, it's actually kind of fascinating. We've actually seen the U.S. government now saying, hey, we're doing this. And I wrote this before that, by the way. Uh, but I think where, you know, we're seeing where these attackers come in, they hit somebody, we're watching the money in these Bitcoin wallets, you can see it, you know where it's at. And yet, you know, that's got to be frustrating for somebody that's a business owner. But we're starting to get to where it's like, okay, maybe now we go back after that Bitcoin wallet. And, and I think it's going to be interesting to see if legalities shift a little bit when it comes to this i mean it's a slippery slope when it's like well they called me a name or they sent me a phishing email or something that i suspect was a phishing email so i'm going to go after their organization there is a slippery slope there that we have to be cautious about but in the same breath we can't just stand by and watch these folks take everything and do nothing about it so i think we're going to see more of that we've seen the government say yeah we've done that we've actually heard of i think the fbi went back and got a bunch of money out of uh some of the, I think it was Dark Side or one of those groups, they got it out of their uh, Bitcoin wallets. And um, I think we're going to see that getting more and more, um, more and more common. And I got to wonder, is there going to be a new position, chief hacking back officer? I think that would be kind of cool, right? Uh, so all these pen testers are going to get a, a, a real job as a chief something. We need more security with chief titles. We do. do, we do. I, I think you're absolutely right. And actually my predictions tied in not not quite to that, but the, the two areas I focus on in my predictions was uh, one was cryptocurrencies mm. uh, in terms of like attacks against cryptocurrencies, against the exchanges, against individuals with their wallets, uh, with their wallets. We've even seen like people that have had MFA enabled and even that's been um, uh, been been breached and tied closely to that. I think regulators have been taking it easy for the last couple of years because of the pandemic and they didn't want to put undue pressure I think now in the uh, in the future, where a lot of organizations said you can work from home or there's a mixed environment or and there's all this cryptocurrency type uh, th activity going on, I think they're going to start coming out with new regulations or amendments to their regulations to say, OK, you can protect data. But now you've got half your workforce always at home, uh, you know, rotating. So, um, you know, how are you going to protect the data no, you're not going to have any data on your on your mobile device, your laptop or anything. And so I think that's kind of like an area where I think 
things are heading. So let's bring the team back in. There's our handsome Yella. There's our capable Roger. There is Anna having drinks. She's probably just listening yeah. to us. She's, she's probably got a beer in hand. And yeah. there is James. <laughs> I didn't mean to put you on the spot, Anna, but I did. <laughs> oh, but you're muted, so that's okay. We, we can't hear you slurring. Yeah, it's all that's right. all good. <laughs> so, uh, hey, you know, what do you all think? Uh, do you disagree with anything Javad and I just said? No, no. Okay. What did you say? Can you repeat it? No. Oh, <laughs> Actually, love of all that's no, good. No, no. Yeah, no. I, I'm just looking for some discourse here. Come on, man. We got to argue about something, right? It's it's yeah. far too easy if we don't. And um, I think she can't hear us. Audio's audio's a bit of a issue. Ah. You know, and, and, and actually, the you know the general thing I've been doing this thirty four years, been looking at these trends and predictions. What I would say is that all things internet or attackers, uh, the things you predict oftentimes take a lot longer to happen, but then when they do, they happen a lot quicker, right? Like ransomware and Bitcoin could have been happening in two thousand and nine when Bitcoin came out, but it really didn't take off to two thousand twelve, two thousand fifteen. So that's what I would say is the trends are. Sometimes they take forever, but then all of a sudden, oh my God, in three months, we have this huge problem we're fighting. Do you remember back when you could buy like Domino's pizzas with Bitcoins? It was like a couple couple of Bitcoins for a pizza. Yes. Dear Lord. Yes. I, the uh, most expensive pizza ever bought. Right, oh. right. And I've got everyone waving. We have no idea who they are or what they're saying. For all we know, that they're, they're kidnappers that have taken Anna and she's like signaling for help and we don't understand what she's saying. <laughs> And because she's sitting in an outdoor beer pub and what appears to be nice weather, everybody wants to be with Anna. Yeah. And yeah. not with us. So. I, I don't want to be here with me. <laughs> I mean, that's that's yeah. not unusual, but uh, yeah, it's not beer 30 time yet here. All right. Well, you know, I got to say this is this has been great. And we do appreciate everyone uh, coming on and, and sharing this, uh, these Eric gets very emotional towards the end. So we're going to wrap things up a bit quicker. So uh, thank you, everyone, for, for joining us. It has been great. Uh, we, we have to play this. It's raining. Because uh, that's just, uh, that's a far more enjoyable version of Eric. Uh, Roger, thank you very much for your time. I know you're very busy uh, for sharing your expertise with us. Appreciate it. Glad to be here. And James. Thank you very much for joining us. Good. And Anna, you can't even hear us. Uh, so I'm just going to say goodbye. And Yella, uh, thank you very much. It's always a pleasure to have you, good sir. And uh, hopefully we will catch up soon. Same here. Bye. And take care, everyone. We will see you again. Hold on. Let me just bring back Eric. Eric, do you have any final words? No, no, but I'm glad.